Hello, this is Coach Tim Campbell, and I'm your host for the Self-Made is a Myth, Make a Difference Together show, where we are talking with successful business owners to hear their story of the journey to building their business. And because we know that success in business is not something that we do on our own, we're taking time to recognize the folks who have helped us along the way. Today, I'm excited to have a fellow business owner from Indiana with us. My guest is... Uh, check this out. He is uh, above and beyond in terms of having a desire to care for and encourage others, which is awesome. We're going to hear a little bit more about that. In his downtime, he enjoys taking long road bike rides, and he's most proud of his amazing children who we're going to have him uh, share with us uh, here in a sec. So it is my pleasure to welcome Chris to the show today. Hello, Chris. Hey, Coach Tim. How are you today? Good to see you. I'm awesome. Thanks for asking. Well, hey, let's jump in with um, starting with having you introduce yourself. Tell us um, uh, your your name, a little bit of your personal story, like where you were born and live and about your family and hobbies. Absolutely. Well, my name is Chris Tincher. I was born and raised in Louisville, Kentucky, and but we've been here in the Indianapolis area since 1998. So Indianapolis is, is home for us now. I've been married to my wife, Amber, for 29 years, and she is beautiful. Uh, she's a beautiful wife, and she's a great support. Uh, we have three children. So we have twin daughters, uh, Chloe and Jasmine, 17. They're seniors this year in high school. And I have a son, Reese, who's a freshman in high school. And uh, they're amazing kids. Uh, they are so talented. They're all involved with all kinds of extracurricular activities. So we used to joke quite a bit that we used to be the uber parents but uh, <laughs> uh, the blessing as they get older uh even though they are getting older is that uh, they can drive so that <laughs> that's great so uh but they're very talented they're, they're involved in arts my daughters are, have been dancing since they were three uh so that's really their passion and music and my son plays football uh so prior to that i just want to say my, my my christian faith has been very instrumental in my life so it's been important to me and it's kind of shaped me to the person i am uh, for hobbies, uh, you've already mentioned I like the road bike. So that's love to get out and experience uh, new places. And you're able to do that on the road bike. I've been riding since, you know, as a, you know, a small kid, but love, enjoy going out and being outdoors. So love hiking. I used to do a lot of camping. Uh, we just got some kayaks. So we've been out on the water doing some kayaking. Nice. Uh, just anything to get me outdoors. Um, all my cars, last few cars I've had have all been convertibles. So I love <laughs> putting the top down, getting the fresh air. Even my new uh, my new truck has a sunroof and a window that comes down. So just enjoy just being in the outdoors, taking in God's beauty and, and just enjoying some fresh air. Very cool. Hey, Chris, is there a funny story that your family likes to tell about you that you'd be willing to share with us today? Uh, absolutely. So um, I have a habit at least five times now. I've either left my credit card or wallet behind uh, <laughs> either at a restaurant. We've been on a trip. So it, it's really funny now. So they always ask when we're, we're getting up from the table, Dad, do you have your wallet? Uh, <laughs> right. So one particular time uh, we had stopped at a place uh, we were traveling. Uh, we were actually taking a family camping trip, and we actually had to go back 60 miles uh, to get my wallet. So, oh. uh, yeah, kind of put a little bit of delay in our trip. Yeah. longer. But, you know, the interesting thing is I never leave my cell phone behind. So <laughs> it shows how important those cell phones are, right? Right, yeah. Well, hey, I don't know if you're familiar with the, the AirTag technology, but that thing is a, is a huge blessing. It, it'll ping your phone. 
when you're a certain distance away from it to let you know that you might have left it behind. So that might be a good investment for you to stuff in your wallet. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> hey, Chris, tell us, um, how did the business come about? And at what point did you have the confidence that you could run your own franchise? Absolutely. So uh, I was in the hotel industry for 12 years, kind of did everything uh, you can imagine the hotel uh, late, I was a sales manager and general manager. But at that point, uh, hotels are 24-7. So I was kind of looking to do something a little bit different. Mm -hmm. I was uh, pursuing, you know, how, where can I be an entrepreneur? What, what business could I start? And I thought, why not the restaurant business, right? Uh, go from the hotel to restaurant business. But very interesting. We were visiting a church here on the, on the west side of town and had the opportunity to, to meet a, a Chick-fil-A franchise operator who was actually going to open the first restaurant here in Indianapolis got to connect with him and know him a little bit. And he told me about the opportunity with Chick-fil-A. I said, hey, this is something that's really interesting. So we had more conversations and was learning about Chick-fil-A. And I knew that basically it was a great company, had great culture and values and matched my values. So I think this is gonna be a great fit. So he allowed me to come into the restaurant to work a couple of weeks after he first opened and, and realized that, hey, this is something that I could commit my life to and, and uh, do. Uh, had a lot of people that had poured into me over my years in leadership. And I, I knew this was something I wanted to pursue. So later that year in 2002, had the opportunity to um, be selected and, and run a Chick-fil-A franchisee. So, you know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is a great verse for me. I really consider it a God moment when I met uh, Lou Leckron, who was that operator. And just basically it says, it's trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. And it's really great to see as business owners as as we trust the Lord and, and we pursue things or we connect with others, how he is at work and directs our path, which is pr pretty cool. Well, the cool thing about the, the Chick-fil-A, if, if my understanding is correct, is so the restaurant business is typically a 24-7, just like the hotel industry. However, you know, you don't work Sundays, right? The, the restaurant's closed on Sundays? Absolutely. So that was one of the great things. So that was one of the other things that drew me to Chick-fil-A is actually being closed on Sunday, which is which really created the opportunity, no matter how busy or how crazy things may you know get in the restaurant business or with Chick-fil-A. And you always had that that Sunday off to refresh and recuperate, go to church and spend time with family. It is a unique heritage about Chick-fil-A and it's been part of our, our story and culture since the very beginning yeah, yeah in uh, 1946. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit more about your business. Um, uh, obviously the name's Chick-fil-A, but what do you guys do? How do you help people and, and what makes um, what makes you guys unique and different um, from other restaurants in the in the industry? Yeah. So I'm a, a franchisee with Chick-fil-A. Been doing that now for uh, 20 years. Uh, what's very unique about us is, is really kind of our foundation where it starts. And it starts with our purpose, which we're to glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that's entrusted to us. Mm. And to have a positive influence on all who come in contact with Chick-fil-A. You know, the neat thing about Chick-fil-A is really we're more than just a restaurant business. We believe that, that the chicken sandwiches is just a vehicle to allow us to have a positive influence, both on our team members and our guests. Mm. Uh, you know, so for us, it's about providing a great experience for our customers uh, the American uh, Service uh, did an uh, index survey, just did a survey on customer service, and Chick-fil-A for the ninth consecutive years is ranked number one in customer service, which is a great accolade. Uh, but I will tell you that we work really hard at it. We don't take that for granted. We know that customers have high expectations, but we do our very best to make sure that we're providing great customer service, making it fast and accurate, 
and wanted to make sure we take care of our guests. But we believe that we develop trust with our customers and people enjoy coming to Chick-fil-A uh, because of how we take care of our guests. You know, it's kind of unique about Chick-fil-A and kind of a differentiator for us is the franchisee, the operator is actually involved in the day to well, I won't say the day-to-day -day operations, but we're present in the restaurant, present in our communities. Yeah. And so we take, you know, typically we don't have 10, 15, 20 uh, restaurants. We have one where we, one or two where we can really invest uh, in our team and our community. It makes it, uh, makes it a big asset for our business. Very cool. Hey, tell us, um, I know you've, you got, uh, you had a ch team challenge of go something about the drive-through and going from 500 to one. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So we had just experienced a remodel of our restaurant. So basically we went from a single line uh, drive-through to a double lane drive-through. And as we're thinking about it, during that reinvestment, reinvestment period, when we were actually closed for about six weeks, we met with the leadership team and said, Hey, uh, what are some things we want to go after? Uh, we knew that uh, basically with the new capacity in our restaurant that we could achieve some amazing things. So one of the goals that we set was having uh, the premier uh, drive-through experience. So uh, we kind of looked where we were, so we were able to look at some data to kind of see where we ranked in the chain. Uh, so we started at, at 500 uh, late you know, 2019, and uh, we put a lot of focus on it. So I think when you have a big go, the whole team's working together to focus on this one go, you see some amazing results. So we worked hard at it. We uh, we made changes. We made uh, small incremental changes to what we were doing. Uh, we saw ourselves go from 500 then, uh, you know, to 18, 18, and then number one in the state of Indiana. And eventually, uh, September 2020, we actually got to number one. Uh, so basically what it does, it, it measures the drive-through experience, measures your, your drive-through sales, order accuracy, and customer experience inside the drive-through. So it was pretty pretty cool that we could say little old Avon, Indiana was number one <laughs> in all, you know, all the, all the you know, in all, you know, 3,000 Chick-fil-A restaurants. It was pretty cool. You know, we, we set a high standard, so it was a great, great thing to achieve. But I think more than anything, it just taught the team, you know what, we can go for big things. And we when we work together, we're better and we can accomplish some amazing things. So it was great to have this big goal and to accomplish it. Yeah, congratulations. That's awesome. Did I hear you say that you were closed for six weeks for renovations? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, part of that is we um, extended the building and went from a single lane drive through to double lane. So uh, yeah, interesting time, but uh, it was a great time to just have a refreshing time and take care of the team and and just make sure kind of reset ourselves a little bit, you know, which is great. You know, as business owners, we don't get sabbaticals, right? right? So <laughs> it's really hard. Um, but, you know, it was just a blessing to be able to take that six weeks and to refresh and and uh, pour my, you know, pour myself back into the business once we reopened. So it was a really special time. Very cool. Well, congratulations on getting to number one. That's awesome. Thank you. Chris, share a story where someone pushed you or inspired you that you could do it. Um, even though maybe you didn't think that you could and the impact that that person had on you. Yeah, absolutely. So this was basically about the same time, 2019. And it's a great thing about Chick-fil-A is there's, we're in business for ourselves, but not by ourselves. So we have plenty of consultants that, as a part of a franchise that we can reach out to. But I had a great friend named Dean Laws, who was kind of a consultant to me, uh, came along beside me and, and said, hey, Chris, you can accomplish great things. You've got, you have a great opportunity here. So really, he just kind of encouraged me. You know, it's one of those things with a little accountability, kind of ask the right questions, um, set the right goals, 
uh, with encouragement, inspiration, those things can happen. So, you know, we would run down on the, the canal down in Indianapolis and have early morning, have some great conversations. And he was a great athlete, great runner. But you know what was pretty it was he showed a lot of humility. So he was able to meet me where I was yeah. uh, at my, you know, a 10 minute mile pace. Uh, when he was <laughs> mile face and but you know he just he was there for me and you know i think that sometimes that's what we need as business owners is is to connect with someone who meets them right where they're at ask the right questions and and walk forward but what happened was we saw incredible results in our business so we we improved in our our food safety scores we ended up being elite uh obviously talked about that drive-through uh, metric that we hit to get the number one and it's one of those things where it is when when people encourage you you can do so much more Fantastic. So you've probably uh, seen a lot of things in the last uh, 20 years. So what would you say is your biggest learning as a business owner? I think that the biggest learning I've had is, um, you know, whether it's 10, 20 years, 30 years, what I've always been encouraged is the, the leaders must continue to learn. Leaders, mm. leaders must always grow. And what you don't want to do as a business leader is have the same year over and over again for 20 years. You want to see yourself continue to grow throughout that time in your business because what can happen is your as your business continues to grow. If you don't if you don't grow at the same pace or exceed the pace that your business is growing, you're going to end up being the lid on your business. So it's really important that you invest in yourself to make sure that you're staying ahead because there's nothing worse than getting swallowed by your business, you know, just getting <laughs> over, overwhelmed. Uh, and that's that's where you have to to reach out and uh, the network and have mentors and have other business associates that you can kind of connect with. But it is about always, always getting better and surrounding yourselves, uh, surrounding yourself with people that will encourage you and inspire you to get better. I love that. Um, I think it was Lou Holtz that said, that we're either growing or we're dying. And so his challenge is to make sure that we're constantly looking at how we're investing in ourselves to, to make sure that we're growing. So I, I love that as your, your key learning and um, very, very good advice for those listening to the show today. What would you say to that vein? What's the, been the, the best learning environment or, or, or opportunity that you've had the, the ability to take advantage of? What's, what's, what has been most helpful for you in terms of the way that you learn? Yeah, I think for me is, is we have to go first. So I think we have to reach out and connect with others. So for me, and you know, it's greatly, I mentioned I'm part of a franchisee. So it does provide me some, some opportunities and resources, maybe as an independent person, business person, they might not have, you know? So for me, it's about, um, I've got a network of other franchisees here in Indianapolis that we meet with on a bi-monthly basis talk about the business, challenge each other. Uh, but, you know, outside of that too, I've, I've committed to make sure that I have a mentor. I knew that I needed someone in my life that's gone before me and to be able to, you know, every three weeks sit down with him, talk about life, talk about business, where he's, where he's come from, where he went, and then him to just to kind of pour into me a little bit. Uh, also too, I've involved with a business, business forum. So we're a, a group where some, you know, some business leaders get together talk about business issues. And, and lastly, just being a part, I'm a part of a men's prayer group. So, uh, you know, one of those things just to encourage to talk about the things that are going on personally and professionally and be able to talk about that and to pray for each other, encourage each other. So, you know, what I've learned really is just, you know, just surround yourself with, with people that, um, want the best for you want to help you. And when you get involved in those groups too, not only do you benefit, but actually you can add value to other people as well, which is pretty beneficial. So I love that because it can be very lonely at the top, right? Where 
we, we're dealing with a whole bunch of different things throughout the day. And in some cases, we don't want to, we don't want to take that burden home to our family. So sometimes we just hold on to it. So I love that. Uh, I love the different outlets that you mentioned in terms of ways to, to be able to share that burden with others and get advice and tips and, and, uh, and encouragement and prayer to, to help, uh, you know, to, to work through those, those things. Cause there's, as a business owner, there's constantly stuff going on, right? There's always new, new opportunities and challenges that we're faced with. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think when, when I was a, a manager and I had, you know, someone that supervised me or encouraged me, it's great. Cause you got good feedback all the time, right? Uh, yes. Both positive and negative things can improve. But when you become the, the top leader in your organization or the business owner, there's no one else out there. So you have, to, you have to create that that network. You know, I just recently went to the Global Leaders Summit and um, heard one of the speakers say that, you know, 58 percent of Americans right now are lonely. And then she began to talk about leaders and 78 percent of leaders when surveys say, hey, I'm lonely. And uh, that, could, that being a leader is a very lonely place. I mean, uh, it could be really challenging. So I think that's the encouragement is to reach out and and we all go through times where we can want to pull back and isolate, you know, things, things can get really tough and difficult. Yeah. And that's yes. where we really have to press in and say, Hey, I, I do need to reach out. I do need to connect. So, uh, to, you know, to, to have a better outcome. So. Well, I, I really appreciate you sharing that because that, what did you say? It was 78% of 78%, right. Yeah. Yeah. Can feel lonely. Well, and then, you know, we look at social media and it looks like everybody's got it all together and everybody's doing great. So then we, we tell ourselves a lie that it's just me. And so then we, I, we are more apt to isolate because we don't want to embarrass ourselves when it looks like everyone else has got it figured out. Well, that's all a lie. Nobody's got it all figured out, right? We all need community. We all need one another to, to get through these things. So if you're listening to this and you're, you're one of those people who uh, are nervous about, you know, admitting that you don't have it all figured out, you know, let me be the first to say most of us don't, you know, we're just doing the best we can. And, and uh, like Chris said, we're relying on others to, to help guide and direct us. So get yourself plugged in somewhere and find a community that uh, makes sense for you to be part of. And, and don't, don't feel like you have to do it on your own. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, absolutely. So one of those things is we're creating trust with our teams or in, you know, inside our organization with other leaders. And one thing is just to be transparent. And I think for me, that's really hard to be vulnerable and transparent to, to talk about our, our weaknesses and not that we want to get real personal on some things, but you know, I think it's, it's, it's okay to be honest about what's going on in the business and, and talking about those things, because I think that's when our team members, our leaders and other people in our organization can relate to us more when they see we are human. I think sometimes yeah. they look at the business owner as uh, being perfect, you know, or, or <laughs> all together. And, and, and we, we sometimes want to project that image, you know, not we want we want them to know that that they can trust us. And we want to say, hey, I. I've got the answers, but the reality is sometimes we don't. And I think that's why even if it's outside or even inside, I think even inside your organization, you can look at your, your leaders and they all have something to bring to the table. Most likely somebody in your organization has a, a solution to the problem that you're, you're facing today. It's just, you know, listening and, and giving the opportunity for that to come out to the table to kind of work on that. I love it. Chris, we know that business success doesn't happen in isolation. So tell us about one of your biggest challenges during the years and maybe a fellow business owner who came alongside you and helped you get through that. 
You know, absolutely. I think one of the one of the biggest things for me is is I was always a doer. So I you know I mentioned that I spent a lot of twelve years in the hotel industry and even the restaurant industry. It's real easy or in a business for me personally, it's real easy. I love doing that. I love serving people. But what happens is is the business business owner you can only do what Andy Stanley would say you can only do what you can do, yeah. and uh, no one else can lead the business. No one else can set the the vision, um, right. the business strategy. It has to be the business owner. So I think for me is I actually got to learn from another franchisee here in Indianapolis named Rick Johnson. Rick Johnson began, um, he began to make some changes, subtle changes in the organization where he began to build a high performance leadership team mm. who he empowered to run the day-to-day businesses business so he could kind of focus on the things that a CEO should focus on. Yes. And I think for me, that was that was an interesting transition. I kind of took that as a model and said, hey, you know what, if I'm going to grow this business and I'm going to multiply even myself, what changes do I need to make? And sometimes it's kind of hard because you really have to, it's a change in mindset, really, um, to be able to do that. And you have to trust the, the people uh, that you work with. And, you know, sometimes you say, how can you trust people? Well, you don't know if you can trust them until you trust them, right? So you've got to pour into people. And but what I did is I worked on building a, a tremendous leadership team and that's very talented that I could trust and rely on to run the day-to-day operations. So then I could kind of focus on um, other things that a CEO should be focused on. So, um, but that I would—that's a hard transition, though. It's hard to—it's kind of muddy as you kind of work through that, and especially when you enjoy being with the public, being with the customers or with team members, you just realize if you want your business to grow then you have to grow and change and adapt. You know, early on, I think when you start a business or if you have a small business, the CEO or the business owner is doing everything in the business, yes. you know, maybe doing the estimates and the quotes and yes. cleaning the bathroom <laughs> and all, all those type of things. But eventually you you can't do that if you want to continue to grow the business. So they, you know, well, so what I experience is just relying on a team and, and you go through a season, it's really a journey. You know, I've been on a 20 year journey, so it doesn't happen overnight, but <laughs> yes. begin to pace yourself and, and say, okay, where do I want to go in the future? What is, what does our organization need to look like? What do I need to be doing as a CEO and make some decisions, those incremental decisions right now to get you to where you want to go. There's really uh, kind of three ba- main phases of that uh, that mindset shift that has to happen. So we all start out as employees, and then those of us who have gone into business for ourselves, we become owner-operators. Yeah. And that's where, to your point, where we're doing a lot. And in some cases, it's out of necessity, right? We've got to figure it all out and get things working. Um, and some of us start only, you know, having ourselves as the employee. So we, yeah. we do have to do all the do. But then, um, so that there's a there's a shift there from the employee mindset to to ha- being the owner of of you know having to hold ourselves accountable and and you know do the do and and make sure that we're following up on things. But then the next shift is typically tends to be even harder, which is going from doer to you know, strategic thinker and planner, right? And that that CEO mindset, like you were uh, talking about, is it's a big shift because you know letting go of the stuff that we got really good at is hard, and trusting others to be able to do it for us. Right? But the the reality is, and and I love what you shared because the reality is, is if we want to get to that next level, right, and have 
know, a business that can run without us, we have to learn how to let go. And if we don't let go, we'll end up getting burnout. And we've, we've all, you know, met people who have burned out by working too long and too hard, right. And, and just doing that hustle and grind. And so there's a, it's critical for our long-term success that we go through that evolution and learn how to become a CEO and have a CEO mindset versus the doer mindset. So I love that you shared that. Thank you so much. Sure, absolutely. Thank you. Well said. Chris, if I asked you to pick, I'm going to put you on the spot here to pick uh -oh. three people in your business owner journey that you're most grateful for them being there for you. Um, who are those three people and how they help you? Yeah, so the first one I would say is Brian Skinner. So Brian is the one that um, gave me really the next stop, big opportunity at Chick-fil-A. So I was actually, I uh, was in a mall restaurant and um, obviously to continue to grow, I knew having a, a freestanding restaurant that would be more in the community, I think would be an opportunity, a great opportunity. So he gave me, he gave me that opportunity. He saw, he saw my personal growth and what I was doing to, to get better as a business owner. And he gave me that first opportunity uh, set some challenges for me and, um, you know, actually um, helped me kind of succeed in the early years. And then after that, I've already mentioned Dean Laws, but I have to mention him again because he was that that inspiring leader that came alongside me, showed a lot of hum humility, uh, but he was there for me. And, I, you know, I think I would say as a, a leader, I think for us, I think the hardest person to lead is ourselves, right, mm -hmm. as a business owner, right, uh, because we're at the top. And but I think when you when you have some people beside you that can encourage you and, and um, ask your goals and hold you accountable, yes. uh, you go a lot further. So Dean Laws would be another one. And then the third would be Lance Hicks. So Lance, and this has been the last uh, probably year and a half, uh, he was a consultant with Chick-fil-A. They kind of encouraged me and supported me um, as Chick-fil-A was kind of looking for um, uh, growth here in our area. They decided that they wanted to open a second restaurant in our trade area. So he kind of walked through the process with me for, for me to become a multi-restaurant operator uh, with Chick-fil-A, which doesn't happen very often. It's only about 15% of our uh, Chick-fil-A operators have the opportunity to operate a second location or go multi-unit. So uh, very, uh, very blessed by the opportunity, but he kind of walked me through that process to make sure that that we were ready. You know, part of that is you have to be ready for these opportunities that come up and he kind of guided us through it and, and made sure that we were ready for that opportunity. So those would be the three individuals that... Um, uh, that have been really, uh, really made an impact in my life. Fantastic. As you think about the next three to five years, what are the biggest challenges that you see that you're going to face in reaching your goals? And who are the types of people you're going to need to resolve those challenges? Yeah, absolutely. So in our industry, in the restaurant industry, there's all kinds of challenges, uh, supply chain challenges, obviously, <laughs> always trying to recruit uh, great team members, um, but I think really what it boils down to is I can only control what I can control. I can't control uh, other industries, the trucking industry and things like that. So I can only influence my, my sphere of influence. So I think for me, I think personally as a business owner is uh, I want to focus on my team members. So I think for me, it's continuing to focus on our value proposition and then care for the team members, making sure that we have the best opportunity for, for team members that are looking for employment, that we are we are that brand or we are that restaurant that's going to meet that need. So, and that's where I really get so much joy from is really helping others. So, 
anything that I can do to give back and make it a better experience, I think, I think is great. Uh, so that's on the team member side. And I think also for our, our customers, our customer base can, our customers, just the expectations and, and I won't say demands, but expectations continue to change. Mm. And we all want what we want right this moment, where we're at, <laughs> yes. and where we want, right? Uh, there's been all kinds of technology changes throughout the year, but Amazon is that one I just think about that, you know, you, they, they, I mean, if you think of it, they have it, right? I mean, it's just, it's amazing. They can get it to you that day or the next day. So I think for us, even the restaurant industry is, is thinking how a customer thinks, you know, uh, they want to be able to order how they want to order. They want to, you know, when we think about Chick-fil-A and some of our, what we call service channels, so they can get it in the drive through they can do curbside, we can deliver it to them. And it's just being, uh, being very innovative in how we take care of our customers. So, so we're thinking the next few years, it's okay. How do we meet that demand? So for me, then it's okay. We have to build a leadership team or continue to pour into our leaders and make make sure they're ready. So for us, it's paramount that our leaders in our organization are continuing to grow. Not only do I not need to be the lid, I need to continue to grow, but also I need great leaders in the business who are going to continue to grow. So we've made the investment to make sure that we're developing our leaders. So we have a leadership development program that we do internally to make sure we're connecting with leaders and help them grow both professionally and personally. And just making sure that that we listen to them. And, and so I already mentioned, they already have solutions to our problems, but if we're all working together, we're all growing together, you know, I think we can rise up and meet, meet those challenges in the future. Fantastic. I know that um, just how you're hardwired that you typically go above and beyond to, to help take care of others and encourage and motivate others. What's something unique that, uh, that you guys do or that you've, that you've introduced that maybe would be, uh, you know, inspirational for others to hear about? What's something that you do to help grow and develop your team that maybe is unique to you? Yeah. So I think maybe a couple of things. So one, I think is, you know, especially coming out of the pandemic, I think that was a very difficult time for everyone who's still seeing the effects of things we learned or experienced or the isolation we felt. And I think one of the biggest things that I think that I would say that has come out of that is, a greater awareness of mental health and the kind of the mental health kind of challenge. And, and so one thing we kind of looked at is, Hey, you know, that that's important. People are bringing their whole selves into the, the restaurant, both customers and team members. Right. And we bring that, we can't expect people to leave things at the door. I mean, things can impact them. So, so for us, one of the commitments we made and maybe an encouragement to others is we, we um, invested in um, a workforce chaplaincy program. So we actually have a chaplaincy a program that comes in to, uh, they'll come in a couple of times, uh, about once a week to connect with our team members. Uh, there's prayer hotline. And so anytime, you know, a team member might have a need, they can reach out. So I think just supporting uh, you know, your employees that way, providing a benefit or added value where, you know, we can really um, help them, especially in a need. So I definitely think that that would be a great thing. And just also to just, we talk about that leadership development. So we can, we made that commitment to have that monthly time where we bring, you know, about 30 leaders together around a topic where we would either listen to a podcast or another video or bring in a guest speaker. But maybe uh, we actually just had our chaplain come in and talk about leading with empathy, mm. right? And mm. empathy is something that's um, understanding what other people are kind of going through and how to relate and, and, and just knowing how to talk to somebody, how to listen and understand when so when there's a behavior there's probably a reason behind that behavior just asking the right questions and and sitting down and listening of why you know why someone always comes in late or mm -hmm. why someone's acting a certain way you know sometimes there's there's deeper things going on there so 
So I, I think that that's key too, but just just constantly getting better, but providing those benefits for the team. Yeah. I, I love your, your philosophy and, and actually putting into practice of, you know, taking care of the team, doing what's right, you know, going above and beyond. So congratulations. And thank you for sharing as a, as a inspiration and a model for those listening to, to, you know, think about how they might be able to invest more in their teams as well. Absolutely. Thank you. Hey, Chris, last question here. Jim Rohn said that we become the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. So as you think about that quote, what advice do you, would you have for business owners who are trying to do it on their own, who, who don't think that they should reach out to others or, or don't think that they, they need help? What would you say to those folks? Yeah, I would say um, make time. You know, I think sometimes we, we think we don't have enough time. Or we don't have, you know, sometimes we may, it might cost too much. But I would just say that, you know, really just taking the opportunity to reach out. Sometimes, you know, I already mentioned, you just need to go first. You know, sometimes it's a little scary to ask someone else to, to meet for coffee or, or just to branch out to maybe even a competitor or someone else in your industry or maybe someone outside your industry just be able to connect. But I think, I think you just have to, to take that kind of risk and just know, know that you have to to reach out and mention some of the, you know, some of the groups that I've kind of surrounded myself with. And uh, I just think it's very important. I think we are definitely better together. I don't think it's a slogan. I think it's, it's, it's true and it's real. Um, you can accomplish so much more when someone's, uh, you know, they're walking for you. And um, the reality is um, you can make some, some poor choices. And, you know, if, if you don't have someone else in your life, because we already talked about that, we're difficult to lead. We, we kind of, dictate our own schedules and yes. you know <laughs> and we're basically a sum of all the all the decisions and and things that we, we do and make so i think it's important that um it's good to get some good counsel and advice from from others and let them speak into your life yeah i like what you uh tying back into what you said earlier about you know when we were an employee we always had a manager that would you know, hold us accountable and guide and direct us and, and, you know, kind of push us beyond even what we might've thought we were capable of. Well, when we become a business owner, we tend to lose that. Right. And so the reality is, is that we don't push ourselves as much as we could, right. We don't do as much as we could if we stay in our own comfort zone. So I, I like what you're saying of, you know, having that, those outside influences actually help us to do more and accomplish more and, and be more successful than we would be able to on our own. That's correct. Absolutely. So, Hey, Chris, it sounds like you've been blessed with some incredible people in your business owner journey that have, have helped you along the way. If they were all here on the show today, what would you want to say to them? Yeah, I just want to say, I think, thanks for um, joining me on the journey and um, making a difference in my life. And I, when you think about it, it doesn't take very much to kind of pour into people. And uh, just, I'm just so thankful for them. Uh, they, they, they took the chance on me. They poured into me. They asked the questions. They spent time with me. Uh, they encouraged me. But I'm very grateful for them. And I will just say to them that I'm a, I'm a better dad, a better you know, business owner uh, because of their investment in me. And, um, you know, I guess really the, the best way to, for, for me to say thank you is if, if I give it away too. If, if I pour into others, if I pour into other leaders and empower them and, and help them along the way as others have, have helped me along this journey. Amen to that. Well, Chris, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Coach Tim. It's been my pleasure. 
To everyone who tuned in, thanks for listening to the Self-Made is a Myth show with your host, Coach Tim Campbell. Be sure to help us spread the movement by liking the show and posting about it on your social media. And to join our movement, go to bemadtogether.com. All right, folks, that's a wrap. Make sure to pay it forward, and I'll see you all next time. Take care.